This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, May 19th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Electric vehicles and biofuels stoke divide. Tree planting advised for ag emission offset. And China isn't letting up on corn buying. EVs are surfacing as an infrastructure flashpoint. President Joe Biden's drive to shift Americans to electric vehicles, something he showcased at a visit to a Ford electric vehicle plant yesterday, is getting pushback from Republicans on a couple of fronts. Republican Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa prefers to focus on biofuels. Unfortunately, many of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle have their heads stuck in the sand when it comes to renewable energy sources that are already available, Grassley told AgriPulse. Meanwhile, Democrats are pushing back against GOP proposals to impose new tax on electric vehicles in lieu of the federal gas tax. At a Senate Finance Committee hearing yesterday, Senator Debbie Stabenow of Michigan said any tax on EVs should be put off until they're a larger part of the auto market. Republicans, on the other hand, believe that people who don't fill up their vehicles at the gasoline pump need to be paying for use of the highway like everyone else does, whether it's electric or anything else that doesn't pay the gas tax. That Senator Roy Blunt speaking with reporters. By the way, Biden test drove the Ford F-150 Lightning and told reporters, this sucker's quick. Ford told him it would go 0 to 60 in 4.4 seconds, significantly faster than the conventional F-150. IEA, tree planting may be needed to offset ag emissions. A comprehensive new report from the International Energy Agency that outlines how nations can achieve net zero emissions by 2050 says it may be necessary to plant trees to offset greenhouse emissions from the livestock sector and agriculture more broadly. Changes to farming practices and technology improvements, including changes to animal feed, could help to reduce these emissions, but it may be necessary to use afforestation to offset these emissions entirely, the report says. The alternative is to reduce demand for livestock products, the report said. I'll take note. The report takes a cautious approach to the use of bioenergy to fight climate change because of concerns over the amount of land needed to grow crops to produce energy. Estimates of the global sustainable bioenergy potential are subject to a high degree of uncertainty, in particular over the extent to which new land area could sustainably be converted to bioenergy production, the report says. And by the way, Two Republican senators, Roger Marshall of Kansas and Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, are introducing a bill to bar the Biden administration from carrying out its 30 by 30 initiative. The best thing the federal government can do is trust the environmental judgment of farmers and ranchers and let them do what's best, steward the land, says Marshall. Administration officials say that working ag lands will play a key role in the plan to conserve 30% of U.S. land by 2030 and that private property rights will be respected. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak 
after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. China bought another 1.36 million tons of U.S. corn. They're on a corn buying spree. Chinese importers committed to buying another 1.36 million metric tons of corn, that for delivery in the 21-22 market a year, USDA reported yesterday. That follows a USDA report on Monday that the Chinese purchased 1.7 million tons of U.S. new crop corn. So far, China has purchased a whopping 8.16 million tons of 2021-22 corn from the U.S. in under two weeks. China's modernization of its pork industry, replacing small operations with large-scale confinement operations as the country recovers from African swine fever, is a major factor in the country's rising demand for the grain. Now, for more on the situation, check out this week's AgriPulse newsletter. We also have reports on a recent closed-door cattle industry meeting, the Kansas City Southern merger deal, prices for crop inputs, and the impact of Biden's climate plans on rural electric co-ops. USTR offers upbeat comments at USMCA meeting. USMCA, quote, shows us that neighboring democracies with differing economic conditions can come together to lead a new way forward while managing our differences. That U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai speaking to her Mexican and Canadian counterparts yesterday during the first annual meeting of the renegotiated trade pact. Senator Chuck Grassley lauded Tai for confronting Mexico over its refusal to approve new genetically modified plant traits, but also said he wished he had been more aggressive in her criticism of Canada's handling of the dairy quotas it agreed to under USMCA. Take note, a senior USTR official told reporters last night that the Biden administration considers the dairy quota clash one of our priority issues and stressed that the U.S. officials, quote, continue to make our concerns known to them about their implementation of the dairy TRQs. U.S. industry groups say Canada is manipulating quotas to block the entry of products like cheese and promote the trade of U.S. products that don't compete with Canadian products. U.S. whiskey temporarily avoids EU tariff increase. The European Union has agreed to postpone a planned 50% increase to its tariff on American whiskey while it negotiates with the U.S. to resolve a trade dispute over steel and aluminum trade. That according to the Distilled Spirits Council. We greatly appreciate the Biden administration's ongoing efforts to resolve these long-standing trade disputes and reduce the economic pain felt by those industries unfairly caught in the middle, said Chris Swanger, president and CEO of the Distilled Spirits Council. Report. 
fake farms got PPP money. Hundreds of fake farms received Paycheck Protection Program loans from the Small Business Administration. That according to a new report from the nonprofit journalism organization ProPublica. ProPublica found 378 small loans totaling $7 million to fake business entities. The overwhelming majority of them are categorized as farms, even in the unlikeliest of locales, from potato fields in Palm Beach to orange groves in Minnesota, the report said. Joe Mancini, mayor of Long Beach Township in New Jersey, whose address was listed as a cattle operation in PPP records, told ProPublica he has three dogs, but no cows. SBA didn't respond to repeated requests for comment on the report. Here's today's She Said It. That's certainly something the president has talked about and is an objective for him. That White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki asked by reporters when the president's limousine would be electric. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, May 19th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.